We are the Pop Grillers, and this is the show where we drop a spoiler-free review of anything from pop culture in less time than it takes to listen to a song. Since its opening season premiere, Stranger Things has remained a pop culture watercooler phenomenon, and rightly so, as it definitely balances nostalgia with modernity in a way few other creative endeavours manage. Season 4 is excellent as ever, but with each episode somewhere between an hour and feature film length, it needed to be, as it's a real time investment. What Stranger Things has to be is one of the most consistently perfectly casted series in history. It's what was so perfect about that first season, even more so than the Stephen King storytelling riffs, and this trend has continued through Max's inclusion in season two, and Maya Hawke in season three, to Joseph Quinn here. It's not just main cast characters either. Everyone, and I do mean Stansfield emphasised EVERYONE, is perfect for their role in both look and performative ability. I can't think of a single weak link. The casting directors truly are the unsung heroes of this series, as are the sound designers, who create some effectively otherworldly soundscapes this season above and below the invisible upside down line. What it isn't is a perfect season of TV. Of the three main strands between the Hawkins team murder spree, the California Spring Break and the Soviet Gulag, the Hopper-Joyce-Murray investigation and rescue mission is easily the least compelling aspect. I'm also not convinced the extreme military action was the right call as a plot device in California either. In a show so fantastical, this turn of events as Mike, Will and Jonathan escape a surrounded and bullet strewn house is the least convincing of all. It's a season designed to follow a push and pull build up and payoff system with a largely character focused odd episode followed by an action packed event driven even episode. Not that it matters which, as the consistency is extremely high and, besides, it's always time well spent getting to hang with the Hawkins Hellfire Club et al. It all builds to the truly butt-numbing, nearly two and a half hour finale. It's long, but it doesn't feel so, as it's an absolute masterclass in multi-stranded storytelling, splitting its focus between at least five disparate groups and locales, not to mention the 11 endings. The 11th is a doozy though, and quite the cliffhanger to end season three on. Keep your hive minds crossed that we don't have to keep running up that hill for nearly three years again to find out just what the Duffer Brothers have planned for its fifth and final season. Make sure you subscribe, because you never know when the Pop Grillers will strike next.